Hey, welcome to uh, tonight's episode of the Sasquatch Encounter Brigade, SEB Presents Women in the Field. This is going to be part two of hopefully a five-part series where we will be interviewing some amazing women that are out there in the field making a difference, um, making a difference in the Bigfoot community, whether through education or gathering evidence. If you like our show, we would certainly appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our channel. Give us a little thumbs up if you would. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can find us as the Sasquatch Encounter Brigade Podcast. You can also find our shows on other uh, podcast platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple iTunes. So tonight, uh, we're back with my friend Barb from South Georgia. She's on this week helping me interview uh, these amazing women. Uh, she's a beginner in the field of um, Bigfoot research. And then everybody knows Captain Joe. We're going to have Melissa Adair, also known as the Bigfoot Chick. She is our guest tonight on the show. So welcome. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, Barb. Hey, Melissa. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Hi, Thanks for having me. So I had um, met Melissa. Well, I didn't really meet her to start with. I came across her page on Facebook. It was called Bigfoot Chick Adventures. Um, and so I started following her and, you know, reading some of her stuff. And then I ended up seeing her at the Molina Bigfoot Festival. And that's when I realized she lived in Georgia. And I did not know that before that. So Melissa is a researcher, a blogger. She's done some writing for, uh, I mean, um, a writing consultant for Skookum the movie. Uh, she's had a lot of different adventures since she's entered the Bigfoot community. So we're just here tonight to get to know Melissa a little bit. So Melissa, um, could you let us know how did you get started? Uh, in the Bigfoot field, or how did you get the title, the Bigfoot Chick? Um, sure. Well, I got started in Bigfoot through my dad. Um, when I was growing up, he was always really interested in the subject of Bigfoot, and so he had different um, books about Bigfoot, and um, there was one, like, Reader's Digest book he had that had the Patterson-Gimlin famous picture, you know, in it, and um, I was found that fascinating and like to look at that picture a lot and if there were any shows or any kind of programs that came on tv um, about bigfoot i would watch them with him and um, so it was always just an interest that he had and we're a very musical family so he would make up songs about bigfoot we sing songs about bigfoot and that sort of thing so um it's it, it was just always something that was you know it was part of our our family um, quirkiness or whatever is that my dad really liked bigfoot so um, fast forward um, into adulthood, um, my mom passed away um, in 2004 and uh, my dad came to me, she passed away in the summer and my dad came to me later that um, fall and said, I just want you to know that my interest in Bigfoot is still very much alive and well and I've taken it to the interweb. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's great dad. And, um, and he said that, 
there's this um, there's this organization called the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, and they teach you how to look for Bigfoot. And I said, no way, that's so awesome. And he goes, yeah, they go on these expeditions all the way, all over the country, you know, and they, they teach you how to look for Bigfoot and everything. And I'm like, well, you should totally go do that. That, that sounds like um, a blast. And, and I could tell um, he didn't, you know, really want to go by himself. I said, well, if you don't want to go by yourself, I'll totally go with you. That sounds like so much awesome. fun. There's probably a ton of weirdos. It'll be awesome. And, um, and so he, uh, he was like, yeah, okay, they're coming, they're coming in February here to North Georgia. I'm like, well, totally sign up. Let's go. And, um, so we did, and, um, we took my brother because it happened to fall on his birthday weekend. And so I think my dad felt like that would be favoritism if he took me to do something, you know, on my brother's birthday weekend or whatever. So, um, so my brother came and my brother's a very type A personality and thinks we're all nuts. Um, and uh, he's um, a formal federal agent, retired. So you know, just you know, oh, very yeah. analytical. Just think yep. we're you know, you know, the, you know the type. And so, um, so anyway, I just was like, um, my dad and I were, you know, having the best time. We're meeting the nicest people. You know, I was kind of shocked. I was really not expecting to meet so many really nice people. And mm-hmm. um, and I did. And um, I met Matt Moneymaker and uh, found him fascinating. He had some of the most, the coolest stories, you know. So I got all into that. Um, we ended up ditching my brother and going off having a really great time and freaking each other out and doing all this. Stuff. So my dad and I had a great time. So um, awesome. we ended up going on another expedition um, with some of the same people that we had met on the first one. Um, and we took my husband with us on this one and just, again, had a really good time met really nice people but a couple of really class a weirdos and um it was just you know it just was such an incredible experience all the way around nothing big footy happened but it was like um it was kind of it was just fun so we um we ended up going on a third expedition um and it was just me and my husband and that's when the magic happened you know it was in uh, west virginia and we had gone um we had gone to dinner with everybody, like everybody does on these things on one of the nights. And we came back into camp. And as we came back into camp, these three people that we just met, we didn't we didn't know them. They were from North Carolina and um, they were on this expedition too. And they come running up to all of us that just come back from dinner. And they said, you guys, this stuff just happened. Things were thrown at us. It was crazy. We heard growls, all this stuff. And I'm like, no, where'd all this stuff happen? And he's like, up here on this, uh, along the river, you know? So we're like, okay. so all of us went with them back up to this place they um i don't know about a half mile hike in and we sat on this rock we did everything that they did you know we sat on the rock we turned out our lights and we just waited and we're just like all you hear is crickets literally i mean there's nothing (laughs) happening we're like okay that was fun and um you know and so uh i said well wait a minute there were only three people here last time. There's 13 people here now. Maybe this is just wow. too many people. Too many. And so they're like, you're right, right, right. So um, so we split the group, you know, six and seven. And so um, I was with the group that remained behind on the rock. And then, then the other group went on up the uh, the trail away. And we, we sat lights out for a while. And then we radioed back and forth and decided to do some calls and wood knocks and that kind of thing. Well, in the process of doing all of this, um, this um, this guy that was in my group, he was like a linebacker of a guy, you know, just tall, big, broad. He took a Louisville slugger and took it to a tree. And you can imagine a guy that strong can make a pretty loud um, 
pop sound and and he did and then right as this was happening back and forth between our group and his group like immediately after he had knocked this like huge tree knock sounded from a different direction and we're like oh gosh and um that was crazy and so that happened and then at, at you know after this had gone on um our group back and forth and the other groups radioed back right away that wasn't us that wasn't us we didn't do that and um and so um all of a sudden this like man beast howl like those classic ohio the classic ohio howl and the other ones that you hear on the internet oh, on the ridge up behind me um just bellowed out and just made the hair on the back of my neck stand up it was crazy and i just turned and looked at my husband and these other guys who were standing going like oh my gosh something is out here and um and so i'm like they're not making this stuff up there's really something out here so um it it was crazy and so we stayed out there um for i think this was in october and it was west virginia and it was like the night of their first freeze so it was so cold and um, oh. and so we're up there well after midnight frozen um freezing and uh, this kind of went on for a little while and then is uh, some people opted to stay out longer but those of us that weren't used to that level of cold in october were just like okay we're gonna go back to the tent now but um but it, when we're going back to the tent we're like listening to every sound watching everything they were kind of freaked out by it and um and so that that kind of lit the fire for me mm -hmm. at that point you know i, I really was like it, that kind of made me a believer. I didn't have to see it. I just experienced that and like, okay, something is out there. And um, and so um, I became an investigator for a while um, with the BFRO and had a lot of fun, helped organize a lot of expeditions and, you know, had a lot of interesting things happen on expeditions, not necessarily to me, but to people that I was with and just heard their stories and it learned a lot. It was interesting. Um, and then I had a friend um, a couple of friends that kind of um, asked to join me on an expedition and had a lot of fun. And so one of those friends was my friend Angela and she's the other Bigfoot chick. Mm -hmm. And so she um, <coughs> she's from Oklahoma. And so she saw that they were putting on these expeditions out in Oklahoma. So we took like a 14 hour car drive and went out there uh, on several expeditions and met some other people and did some other um, expeditions with other groups in that area um, in the Arklatek and um it you know it was just it was crazy fun met a lot of good people um had a lot of different experiences and um uh we started doing some research kind of on our own and um we had um taken some videos uh, posted a bunch of stuff on um on facebook just on our personal pages or whatever whenever we would do this and in the course of all that we met somebody um who would later become my my other research partner, um, who was in he was kind of an entrepreneur and he was into marketing and branding. And you have to remember, um, during this time, YouTube was brand new, Facebook was brand new. These were all just you know, we're just mm -hmm. kind of getting in to the to the whole social media thing. Um, and so anyway, he said, you guys should really you know do something with these videos. People would watch them or whatever. And so I'm like, really? You think so? He's like, yeah, you should create a YouTube channel. You should do all this stuff. And um, and so anyway. Um, kind of as a joke, he um, created a Facebook cover of me and Angela standing back to back wearing leather jackets and the, um, the it was like in a deep dark forest kind of thing and then a background and then on the side in hot pink with a little 
foot for in it said coming fall of 2012 bigfoot chicks or whatever and, and <laughs> wow so, um, and so i put it up as my cover and i kid you not within 24 hours of putting that up i had everybody who who was anybody who had a podcast or blog talk tv calling um, me and asking it. me for an interview it was wow. it was crazy yeah and um because i mean i was you know it just barely I mean, I hadn't barely done this. I'd done it for several years, but I just, you know, I hadn't been in the spotlight at all for yeah. a minute. And so, um, so anyway, I did, and it was it was crazy. And, um, you know, from there, that's kind of went. That's kind of what launched me into just doing more stuff online and and um, you know, meeting a lot of different people and, and doing a lot of different um, kind of bigfoot. Bigfoot things, whether it was was as the actual research or trying to do Bigfoot reality TV or whatever, I was, you know kind of got into all that at that time, um, and so uh, and then through all that, you know, I learned a lot about social media and digital marketing, um, and uh, was able to um, become a digital marketer. So that's what I do now. So oh I have wow! My own business, yeah, I have my own business, um, oh, awesome. uh, which is. My the name of my business is Siren Media, and Siren was my nickname because I have a really loud yell. So, um, <laughs> so, so anyway, I uh, have um, in my uh, logo is uh, increasing your digital footprint, and I have a footprint as part of my logo. So anyway, uh -oh. it's all it's all very Bigfoot related. And when well, I tell yeah. when I give presentations for digital marketing, I tell them the story, and of course they're all fascinated and they want me to give a presentation on Bigfoot, which I have. <laughs> awesome. Um, so so it's fun. But yeah, that's you know, long story short, that's kind of my my foray into Bigfoot and how I became the Bigfoot chick. Well, that's, that's awesome. How did you get the um, privilege of being a writing consultant for the movie? Um, I, um, my partner at the time um, was involved with several people that were making different kinds of movies because that's when Bigfoot was hot. You know, everybody was doing all kinds of stuff, making movies, <laughs> making TV shows or whatever. And um, he had some connections, and so um, he would write some stuff, and I would help, um, you know, would help edit, proof, whatever, give my suggestions, give my ideas. So, um, because I was a researcher in the um, in the people shooting the movie, obviously didn't know anything about you know. Victor you could help them develop the the characteristics and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, um, the the movie um, the movie I think was shot but i don't know if it ever went to distrib distribution or anything um after that but dr meldrum was in it um i got to meet him i got to interview him and if you go to oh, the wow. bigfoot chick adventures youtube you'll see my interview with him um uh, it was it so was how do we find um some of your stuff like how, how do the listeners yeah um, if you want to follow me on facebook um it's bigfoot chick adventures mm -hmm. um YouTube channel by the same name, Bigfoot Chick Adventures. You can also find um, any of my YouTube stuff through the old names, which is Squatch Unlimited or just the Bigfoot Chicks. It's all, it'll still pop up if you put in those names, if that's what you know me as or when you started following me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, right now everything's been rebranded the Bigfoot, or sorry, Bigfoot Chick Adventures. So you can find it. Um, and if you want to follow me on um, Instagram, it's um, Siren. BFC one, Bigfoot Chick one. Well, thank you for that information. Sure. Uh, so I'm, you've already told us about a couple of interesting people you've met along the way. Can you think of anyone else interesting that you've met along the way? 
Um, well, sure. <laughs> um, I've like I've met Cliff um, Cliff Erickson and I've met Bobo and I've oh, met wow. um, uh, Ken Gerhardt and Adam Davies. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I love them all. I think they're great. And um, I've done an expedition with Adam. Um, and Adam is just a wealth of knowledge. He's awesome. I've also done an expedition with Dr. Meldrum and he's, I'm like, Dr. Meldrum is just, he has this like hypnotic voice. You can just listen to him. He's so eloquent, but he's got this really deep, bassy voice, you know, and you listen to him talk and he just, if you're sitting at a campfire and the campfire is going and he's talking, you're just like, you just like get drawn in. It's just because he's it's hypnotic and he's so knowledgeable wow. and the nicest person. So nice. We saw him in Gatlinburg and uh, it was at the end of the day and we stood in line and I know he'd been there for hours. He was just as nice as he could be. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a very sweet, sweet man. And just, and so, um, so incredibly intelligent. Just, um, I don't think there's anything he doesn't know or has, it can speak to something, you know, if you bring something up, he can speak to some point on it and does it yeah. so eloquently. And I've just learned a lot listening to him. He's, he's amazing. Do you have any projects coming up or anything that you're working on right now? Anything um, in the future we can be looking forward to? I um, I have a couple of things that are just, um, they're just kind of in the idea phase. Um, you know how that works. There's a lot of hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. Yeah. So we'll see um, if any of those things kind of pan out. Um, uh, but in the meantime, I am really just, um, I sort of took a sabbatical when I started my business. Um, so I'm just now starting to get back into field research, which is real my back true passion, what I really love. Um, so I'm just now trying to um, find uh, groups that go out regularly that I can um, that I can say, hey, I'm, I'm available. <laughs> I want to go right. and, and do some research or whatever. I'm just well, you know, we're just in Georgia. To, yeah, exactly. So I'm um, just trying yeah. to learn who who does what and who does what when and. And just see if they're, you know, willing to accept me as a participant in their um, expedition, right. and uh, and try to get back into that, and then, you know, kind of do do some of my own um, um, documentation of of my adventures. Not so much that right. I'm looking to get on a show or anything. Just uh-huh. just I just want to just document what I'm what I'm doing and what I'm learning because I I really enjoy. Um, telling people about my Bigfoot adventures and my stories. And so um, I've had a few opportunities recently to give some presentations. And so um, I would love to just be able to add to those stories with some new ones so, um, and get back out there. So, Absolutely. Um, what part of Georgia do you live? I live in Northeast Georgia. I live in uh, the little town of Winder, which is outside of Athens. Athens. So real close yeah. to Athens. Yep. Okay. Well, Melissa, does your husband go out more with you? I mean, now, I mean, when you start back in, will he be going out with you and he's that interested? He is also interested. Absolutely. And um, when he can, he he does. And um, our children are grown now, so that makes it a little easier (laughs) to go out. Before, we kind of had to tag team um, those kind of adventures. But but yeah, he, um, he absolutely loves it and has done a lot. Uh, in the past with me um, with um, organizing some expeditions and um, That's great. Um, making a, he has a, a background in um, GIS and mapping and was able to um, extrapolate wow. some really interesting um, 
coincidences that we came up with looking at maps and times this that and the other and he kind of made some predictions about where we might find some activity and sure enough we did so that was that was awesome right so he's yeah. got that know-how so that's, that's pretty cool having him come when he can <laughs> has has he has he had any uh like encounters or experiences yeah we actually had one um it was just he and i together uh we oh. had one in um in north georgia and it was on a father's day weekend we happened to all be staying in a cabin somewhere and um okay. we decided that we would um go out about midnight because all the festivities um with the family and stuff were finished and so we thought we'd go out about midnight we had a place in mind and we went and um he he uh he had been working on uploading a bunch of different sounds on his laptop okay. and um lots of different animal sounds and some human sounds and then the hoop knock secret sequence from the sierra sounds I, i'm assuming you're all familiar with sierra mm-hmm. sounds right um yeah so he had and those are alleged bigfoot sounds and so he had t- t- um, taken some of those sounds and mixed them um, with these other sounds that he had, like, you know, common things you might hear um, in this part of the country at night, um, and then some just really bizarre human sounds as well. Um, let your mind just travel and reel with that, because it was, you know, as gross as you might imagine. So anyway, <laughs> he was he was um, having fun with that. So we, we drove into this place, and... Um, and kind of waited and on the way in i noticed a couple of deer cross our path you know and um and we you know we just kind of we pulled into this it was a part of a trailhead parking lot and um i felt really uncomfortable when we got up there and if you ever go with me on a um on an expedition you'll learn really really quick that i'm not uh, and I'm, I don't say it to brag, but I don't scare easily. Um, I'm usually the brave one. I'm usually one that will go first. Um, and so um, I I felt really, really uncomfortable when we got up there. And I was like, why do I feel so uncomfortable? I didn't want to get out of the car, which is really, really um, not me. And so I, um, I decided not to get out of the car. So what I did was I opened the door to the car so the door was ajar and I sat um on the seat but my feet were on the gravel and I just listened and then my husband um put his computer and speakers in the back of the car and uh, was call blasting these sounds well as we were listening I did hear um some movement you know kind of off to my um one o'clock and it kind of moved to my 12 o'clock and um I just assumed it was those deer, you know, because it wasn't real loud and I heard some, some movement and, um, and I made a comment to my husband, I, you know, I hear something moving. It's probably those deer. And he's like, he's like, yeah, okay. Um, he, I think he heard it too or whatever. And so he kept, you know, kind of, he had different reels going and he kept playing with these sounds um, and he had them going. And so after a few more minutes, the sound moved off to my left to like my, like my 10 o'clock. And that's where the door was kind of open right there. And um, all of a sudden, um, I felt like this weird kind of buzzing that started in my toes. 
and went all the way up my entire body. Um, mm. And then I looked down, I was, I kind of was looking down and then all of a sudden it was like, um, you know, if, if you were to sit in a chair in a dark room and somebody blindfolded you, so you really couldn't see anything, but somebody silently walked up next to you, you can kind of feel they're there. Mm -hmm. they're there. Yeah. That yep. biokinetic energy. So, um, that's what it was like. I, um, I was looking down and all of a sudden it was like somebody put their face in between that V where, where the door opened and was leaning in to, to say something to me. And, and I sat up real straight and looked cause I really expected to see somebody, but nobody was there. It was the weirdest thing. And that mm. kind of freaked me out because I could swear somebody was there. <laughs> and, wow. um, and so then, um, that, um, that tingly feeling just started to intensify. And then I'm just like, well, what did I eat? Am I having an allergic reaction or something? You know, what's going on? You know, I'm trying to figure out why do I feel this way? And um, it started yeah. to intensify and then it started to feel sort of euphoric. It kind of felt good. It kind of felt like the drugs were kicking in, you know, I was like, ooh, okay. And, um, and so I thought, but before I fall out and my husband has no idea what happened to me, I should probably say something <laughs> to him. So, um, so I looked at him and I said, hey, um, I feel really weird. And he looked at me and I said, I feel really tingly and he paused and he looked at me and he looked in the direction of where I had, you know, been experiencing what I thought some, where someone was. And, and he goes, yeah, I do too. <laughs> and I was like, so you got hit with infrasound. Yeah, then. Right. Right. And so, um, I, and so I was just like, is this what being zapped feels like? Is that what this is? You know, cause the, in some of the, groups they call that being zapped when it's just a and we assume right. we assume or it's an infrasound experience yeah. yeah and so um and so i said do you feel scared and he said no and i said do you think we should leave and he paused for a few more minutes and he said yeah i think we should leave <laughs> and so like as soon as he said that i picked my feet up put them in the car and shut the door and um, i'm like all right let's get out of here and so i was um you know, he hurried and got the stuff um, settled in the back, closed the door, got in and cranked up the car and we started driving back down to the main road. And my, um, I was so um, affected by that experience that my teeth were actually chattering. I couldn't talk right because my teeth kept trying to chatter. Really? And, yeah, it was weird. And, um, and so um, by the time we got to the main road, he's like, we have to go back. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, I left my brand new GPS on the ground and that's oh, the handheld GPS were brand new and they were expensive and he just got one for father's day. So, um, he, um, so we had to go all the way back up to, to the, um, to the place. So the whole time we're both like this at the dash, you know, and so, um, so anyway, we got back up there and I would not get out of the car at this point. So he got up and picked up his GPS and, and, but he said that feeling was, was kind of was gone. Um, so, um, so I don't know what was there exactly, but we went back the next day during the day and I really hadn't had any tracker training or sign cutting, um, experience at all at that point. Cause I was still very new to doing this stuff. And so, but I did find a rather large impression that looked like it could have been a footprint and the heel, um, and the toe, the way the toe was pointed was right at where where I was sitting. Where you sitting? So, um, yeah. Wow. So I, 
I mean, I, I would love, I wish I could go back in time and look at that now, knowing what I know about traps and, and sign cutting and this, that. And the other now, thing. aren't you? You've been right. trying to, tra you've been yeah, trying. I, I've taken, stuff. I've taken a, um, a, a tracker course. Yeah. Um, and so I would, you know, I'd love to, um, yeah, just go back in time and, <laughs> and see if I could, you know, really see a lot more to make some, make more of that experience. But, um, but I did, I did find that track and my husband looked at it and we just thought it was really, really interesting. Um, but, but again, yeah. back before smartphones, back before we could easily take pictures of things and easily, you know, right. document our experience. But, um, but that was crazy and it happened to both of us. And so um, I, I believe having had a couple of other similar type experiences, I believe that that was probably an infrasound experience. Have you ever had a class A sighting? I have not. Um, I have, um, I have been sitting right next to somebody who saw one through a thermal. Um, uh, it's a Mike Green, if you've seen the Mike Green footage of the real tall, he reenacts it and it's the things going like this behind the, the tree. And it was in, um, it climbs up and grabs the Zagnut bar off the stump. If you've ever seen that footage. Um, wow. I was sitting right next to him the very first time he saw that walking. Cause we both kind of heard movement down in the thing. And he had um, kind of jury rigged up this little um, thermal with a recorder on it and he was about to let me look when he went up to record it and then lost it it's gone so, oh, wow. um, no. so it was crazy but yeah, that's the closest I've ever come to actually seeing something um, but I've, I've had several experiences where I've heard things and where I um, felt things and just kind of feel like I was really close to one but I am um, but I have not yet seen one and that is my goal <laughs> yeah awesome. have you Mine found, too. <laughs> have you found any trackways or anything like that um now? i did um i did find a trackway um when we were in um when we were in north carolina um i was with a group of people and this was um fairly after we had all received some tracker training and we um we found um we found a trackway um, I was not the first one to find the print. The first person that found the print um, made a cast of it and kept it, which, you know, that's their right. <laughs> and so, but I helped find the trackway that led up to that perfect print. They stuffed, it was in some real soft mud. And then we saw some transfer across the street. There was like a, like a street, um, a road, and there's some transfer of that mud on the road. And then I found, picked up the track oh, on the other side. Oh, so, wow. um, wasn't a huge 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 track it was only about 13 and a half inches long but still a big a big yeah. bit. but um, oh, yeah. um but yeah and the it it casted pretty nicely it looked pretty good um wow. so yeah that i was able to, to help with that that's great well out of all the places that you've researched what's your favorite like state or area that you like, like asking me which of my children i love more <laughs> And <laughs> um, I've had really great experiences at a lot of different places. Um, I, I've had, I've had consistent luck, either being with people who had experiences or experiencing something myself in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I do, I do love North Carolina and some of the places I've been there. Um, but I had really great experiences in um, Tennessee, in West Virginia, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you, Melissa, uh, what part of West Virginia 
so like a certain city. So the re- reason I asked, I've been up to uh, compete in this uh, uh, sniper competition for many years, and and it's long. So it's it hasn't been conducted here in, in last several years, but it was up in uh, West Virginia, a place called Seneca Rocks, and uh, um, I know from our experience there on top of the you know the the mountains. Uh, Man, that place is 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 rugged as uh, yeah as anything. In fact, we would always kind of use that as great training for anything that we had to do um, in the America Mountain West. Uh, and you would you would think, okay, West Virginia. I mean, you're um, you're shooting down the you know like the Shenandoah valleys, you know, and it, real real high. So like uh, yeah, it was uh, a lot of moisture up in that area, you know. Um, it, it stayed cloudy and foggy way up high in the elevations up there. Um, but I always, I, I remember used to like, we, we would start these climbs early in the morning where it's still dark. So you're, you know, um, you'd had to get up to the, your first positions by, you know, obviously you know, at daybreak and whatnot. And it was, uh, I remember just looking around. I was like, Ooh, man, this place looks squatchy you know uh very 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 squatchy you, you know and uh, so it's funny you mentioned about west virginia because i was like man um that would definitely looks like a great spot for them to, to be hiding out in but then again you know what uh i live in augusta georgia and and <laughs> and you know what and we've had uh There's you know si- si- yeah. yeah exactly you know and and uh you know, Barb down there in, in, in the swamps, you know, obviously very, you know, uh, yeah, large swamp area there, but you know, obviously oh, yeah. there's a long history of, of sightings in there, you know, so, but, you, but you're talking about like North Carolina, that's probably like the mountains area, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Near, yeah. All of these places that I've been were mountainous for sure. Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I frequent Pinehurst, North Carolina. I've never seen one on the golf course out there, but uh, <laughs> or tracks might be a little too exposed for him there. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That'll too... probably be where you see your first one, Joe. <laughs> on the golf course. Yeah, part that would make my third sighting. You know, and, and that by then, you know what? Shoot, they I'll say be... once you see one, you're prone to keep seeing them. I mean, that's yeah. that, that's what I tell people. I said, man, not now that my eyes are calibrated for this thing, you know. I, Next time, I'll just have to hit the record button, you know. You so, so I, I made a note earlier on your West Virginia Bigfoot expedition. You got to meet some Class A weirdos. What What is the definition of Class A weirdos? Oh, that was actually not in West Virginia. That was in um, that was the second expedition. Oh, the second. Yeah, okay. and that was actually in Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay, so yeah. Tennessee. The first I one mean, was in Georgia, Joe. First one was uh, Georgia. The second one was in Tennessee. Tennessee and so that the Class A weirdos Virginia. were in Tennessee. So, a, well, what is, I should say it was just one Class A weirdo, uh-huh. but he had a friend that was kind of his sidekick. So, um. oh, he had a sidekick weirdo. <laughs> yeah, um, he, you know, and I have to say, okay, I haven't run into anybody like this since. Oh. So. This is a rare exception. A rare, so it's yeah. like a class A sighting. Yeah, but weirdo. Okay. But yeah, he was a class A weirdo. Um, he um, <laughs> apparently before he got there, because people were telling me about this after I had arrived. Mm-hmm. But before he got to the expedition, um, he was telling people 
you know, that he would be arriving shortly, or I don't know if he was, I think he was, um, I guess he was radioing, he'd come into the area, and was radioing that he had arrived, and was trying to look for where the base camp was, or whatever, and um, he said, they, you know, of course, they're asking him, what kind of car are you driving, what color, um, gotcha. you know, yep. trying to keep an eye out for him, right, and, and so he described himself, he said, um, I just look like Jesus, and so, oh. <laughs> like, okay um and so um <laughs> so anyway he um everybody referred to him as such for the rest of the trip and and so he um he he was um really into his herbal refreshment oh yeah and okay. um, ah, there you go. and did not sleep at night and oh. so he would stay up around the fire when we all were in our and he just, he described himself as, um, he described himself as um, a caretaker, that that's what he did by profession. I don't know if he was like a nursing home assistant. I'm not sure what he did, but he, he did some sort of job where he helped care for people. So he said, that's why I'm a care, I take care of okay. people. And by that point, I'm like really creeped out. I'm like, is he going to like come in to try to come in my tent? What is he do? Okay. You know? And so I'm like, I'm fine. Nobody needs to take care of me. So, um, but anyway, he stayed up all night enjoying his herbal refreshment and then continued to, and, and then everywhere we went, he would point and say that Bigfoot had done that or Bigfoot had left that or, you know, just, oh. I mean, to the point of just ridiculous, you know, so, um, yeah. so he kept doing that over and over again. And um, finally um, he, well, I guess the, on the next night he had approached different people saying he was going to go sit by the fire and smoke his herbal refreshment. And, and um, he offered some to my dad and my dad just said, no, man, I'm trying to quit. And I just died laughing at that point. And so, um, and so anyway, at that point, we, um, we went to the organizer um, of this expedition, which happened to be uh, Matt Moneymaker. And he, um, he, he got this guy to go on a VSA, a VSA. He goes, I need you guys to go on this VSA and they're like, sure, yes, what? What do you want us to do? What is a VSA? He said, this is a very special assignment. Okay. And so he sent them to like this like really remote, creepy, creepy, creepy place. And he said, I need <laughs> you to stay there for three hours and I need you to document whatever happens to you. <laughs> so he oh, sent Lord. these guys to, on their VSA and, um, Art. and and they were never heard from again. <laughs> I don't know if they got scared and hightailed at home or what, but, <laughs> but it was really funny. But yeah, right. he was just, um, he was just, he was a little over the top and I'm happy okay. and proud to say I have never met anybody like that. Okay. So most people well, are pretty, pretty, um, there for the, the learning and the yeah. adventure of um, trying to right. have some sort of a connection with this unknown creature. I mean, that's good good information yeah. to know for anyone that decides yeah. but to if you ever go on a, an expedition and anybody anywhere gives you a vsa you probably need to just, just go into the car and head to the house <laughs> you, you, you mean yeah at that point you've been identified as That's the right. uh, 
the class A weirdo. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Angie, Angie, we need to we need to create some class A weirdo badges (laughs) that you can just hand out to people. Hey, can you wear this, please? Yeah, (laughs) you've you've earned this merit badge. It's just an A, A, you know. (laughs) Well, Melissa sent me some newspaper articles. Um, she's been researching some of these stories about the Harry Wildman and some of the stories that she's found from the newspaper clipping go back to what 1700s yeah, back to the 1700s mm-hmm. where 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 is this at what state and um, you can find these on my um, big six page uh, okay. you, if you search my photos because they're yeah. all photos of these old articles these, yeah. and these all came from John Green's database if you're okay. familiar with John Green's and this, um, they came from his database. So um, they're back then they called them um, wild men and they're really, really interesting accounts. And they're really fun to read because the yeah. um, two the of them are very short. I could read one of them right quick. Uh, yeah, just so sure. you can see how interesting it is. It's from the compiler, which uh, says wild man of the woods, a gigantic man of the woods has been discovered in Greene County, Arkansas. And a party has been organized to endeavor to catch him. When last seen, he was pursuing a herd of cattle who were flying in a state of great alarm as if pursued by a dreaded enemy. On seeing the party who discovered him, he looked at them deliberately for a short time, turned, and ran away with great speed, leaping from 12 to 14 feet at a time. His footprints measured 13 inches each. He was of gigantic structure, the body being covered with hair, and the head with long locks that fairly enveloped his neck and shoulders. That was June the 2nd, 1851. Mm-hmm. Wow. So just just the like language, today. Yeah, the language of, how they, of the day and how they wrote was just really different. Yeah, but the really description is the same as mm-hmm. like what you hear today, except the language is a little different. Different. Mm-hmm. And you know, them people back in 1851 had better things to do. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Than for hoax sure. a wild man. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, what's interesting is if you read through enough of those articles, you'll see that they've actually caught them. Um, and they have. Oh, no. Uh oh. Language. Um, back. Oh, she's back. Okay. You went out for a minute. Oh, sorry. I said they, um, what's they interesting is if you read enough of those, you'll see that in some cases they were actually, they, you know, they apprehended this creature. They, they caught him and um, they, sometimes the creature wouldn't talk at all and sometimes it would, but it was unintelligible speech. Um, you know, and I interpreted that as to, it must have had some sort of a language that they didn't understand it. So, um, uh so it's really, really interesting. And, and then I've had people ask me, well, why do you think they could catch them back then and they can't catch them now? And I said, well, you know, these people lived on the wild frontier and yeah. they didn't live in the concrete jungle and sit in front of a computer all day like we do. Mm-hmm. These, and these men were like, these were trappers, right? They were hunters. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. everybody carried a gun. Exactly. Yeah, and they right. were strong. And well, that, uh, and they, you know, they, a group of them could probably wrestle one of these things down. Yeah. And um, obviously they teamed well, together. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, back in those times, they had to be really aware of their surroundings exactly. because of the farm life. And mm-hmm. so they were more aware than, like you say, the concrete jungle people that live around and, you know, sitting in front of the, you know, well, and, and, and they were, yeah, the, and they were on high alert for anything that was going to affect their livelihood right, or their, right. uh, yeah. or their, 
family or you know anything like that because right. you know that's all they have so and where um, can we read more of these articles at um if, if you go to bigfoot six um i'm sorry bigfoot six adventures on facebook and search through the photos you'll see um you'll, you'll okay. find them there's a bunch in there all right well barb did you have some questions um, um Melissa? just well um kind of this is going to be my first adventure out into the field uh upcoming not this coming weekend but around the 17th and um i've done i'm i'm like angie i know a lot you know i've read a lot i've seen a lot i've listened to a lot of youtubes and such as this and um kept up with everything but uh, going out for my first time um What's your big recommendation as far as, uh, you know, other than listening and, uh, you know, taking, you know, some advice from the ones that are with you that are already experienced? What would you say? Um, well, you're not going alone. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, good. No, it's a group <laughs> Don't of go us, alone. <laughs> That'd oh, be my no. first advice. Never go <laughs> Trust alone. me, I won't be the first out the door. <laughs> um, and I would advise you to go armed. Um, and, right. and I'm not, I, the, my least of my worries when I go is Bigfoot. Um, I'm more worried about people in the woods. So right. um, I, I would make sure that you're armed. And I don't advise that anybody, man or woman, um, go out alone ever. I just oh, don't no. think it's smart. Um, uh -uh. Uh, but just, you know, have um, have a plan um, for how you want your expedition to go. If, if you're going with other people, I have found that that kind of makes it a little bit easier if um, at, when everybody right. meets together, just kind of sit down and um, and say, do, is there are there places we want to just hike and just look for tracks and this that and the other and just kind of maybe put together a loose um, kind of agenda uh, for for the for the expedition um, so that you can change it if you need to, but you know you've got plenty of things to look at um, and right. plenty plenty of things to um, maybe divide people up and divide and conquer if there's a lot so that you get right. a lot of things. Um, uh, covered, but then my biggest advice is um, at at night, um, especially um, just more or less um, re just kind of relax by the fire. And um, are there going to be a lot of women with you? Uh, I think just a couple of women. Okay. Angie and I. Yeah, if there, um, if especially when there's a lot of women, but um, you know, if if you guys are willing to kind of make a, a fire or a, a place kind of off from where the men are and just kind of um, have a real low fire, low light, don't have a lot of extra light. I have mm -hmm. found that sometimes that can be really helpful to, um, if, if, if things are around, it kind of makes it makes you more interesting because um, from everything I've read and everything I've listened to other people say, it just feels like um, uh, women are less threatening than men, maybe. Than uh, men. We're smaller right. in stature. We certainly smell right. better, and um, we don't <laughs> usually carry these big guns in the um, in the woods. So um, sometimes um, we've we've done a few experiments like that, where we had like all the women in one area, um, and right. the men were they weren't far away. They were where they could hear us yell or whatever if we needed something. Um, but just right. you know, you maybe try separating a little bit and see if that brings brings any kind of um, any kind of activity to you right um and then um you know if you and just really listen to how you're how you feel you know um right. if, if you know whatever that um that sixth sense <laughs> that's out right. there 
Um, if you feel like, you know, something is watching you, it probably is. Um, right. So just kind of be aware and be aware directionally if you feel anything yeah. directionally. And um, like I was telling you in oh, that um, infrasound experience, right. I could really tell it was directional coming from this, right. from my left. Um, and that's where I found an impression the next day. So I feel like, you know, something was there. So just kind of pay attention to those things. And then um, if you have right. um, a dog or anything with you, most people don't bring their dogs because a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of accounts of Bigfoot not liking dogs. Some people don't bring their dogs. But if you have a dog right. um, with you, pay attention to the dog um, and see how that dog is acting. way they're acting and such yeah, as and that. Yeah, and just kind of pay attention because they're, they're usually quicker to pick up on a change and then always um to me the telltale sign is silence if it gets way too quiet <laughs> that's always that's... to me like okay something's going on if it's super quiet because it's never quiet in the woods at night ever <laughs> well um gosh i thought about a good question i was going to ask you and then I, I let it go well okay what would you say is your biggest safety deal what would you do to protect yourself in a situation if that came about um yeah. what, what what kind of safety situation well if in in case you were confronted you know uh say with a bigfoot i mean i i'm just i'm just you know a scenario here she almost uh, know if she should run yeah, yeah. or you know knock angie's knees out from under her and w wave wave your iphone in front of it it'll run it'll be yeah i mean it'll, it'll be a blurry run exactly get your phone ready and say i am i come in peace I just need a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> and no, um, seriously. And nobody can really say what would they would really right. do. Right. I, I was going to say it's a really great question because we've talked about it while we've been walking in the woods looking for right. this mysterious creature. Like, what are we actually right. going to do if we come face to face? If with you what did, are we going to do? Right. And I said, rely on your instincts. Right. And so um, you 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 intelligently think you'll do A, B, and C. But right. when but. fear and fight or flight takes over, it's a whole different story, right? So, right. Um, That's right. So I, um, I, my plan <laughs> is <laughs> to give it a wide berth like I would a bear or anything else, you know, just give it a wide berth. Because I feel like if I'm coming in and I'm not giving off threatening vibes, I don't right. have a gun drawn on it, whatever. Not to say that I don't have my gun holstered and ready to go, but if, they, right. but if I don't, if I don't feel like I'm being a threat, then there's no reason for them to perceive me as a threat. Right. So, um, but I'll, what I'll probably do is back away slowly and just give it um, a lot right. of yeah. a wide berth. Um, of all the accounts I've read, um, when, which are not many, where that where they were kind of hostile or territorial, it was just that that they either felt cornered or they were young somewhere nearby and you were too close right. to the young, maybe you didn't realize it. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I, in my mind, we just treat it like a wild animal. You know, right. if we walk up on it, give it a wide berth. It's probably oh, yeah. not going to bother you if you don't bother it. Right. So, or if you don't threaten it in some way. So, um, that's my plan. But yeah. if I, you know, run screaming like a girl, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I, I can't say for sure, but I'd like to right. say, because I've already said in the beginning that I'm pretty brave and right. that things don't scare me easily. And I already know I'm going to look for this eight to 10 foot tall, hairy creature that could just backhand right. me and shut my life yeah. off forever. Right. So, so you're out there already. So, yeah. you know, just so I'm already taking shot. a chance. So I'm just, I just kind of feel like, um, that it would be as fascinated with me as I am of it. With and it. I feel like if right. they, if they don't feel threatened by you, they'll let you see them. You know what I'm saying? That they'll, yeah. I just kind of feel like that. I feel like the people who have, right. have walked across them and had that moment of eye contact, it just feels like they were a safe distance apart. And um, they did have that, they locked eyes for a few minutes um, enough to rock the person's world that, oh my gosh, I don't live in the world I thought I did. And then yeah. he just, you know, they turn and they walk away right. and then they don't usually see them again. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, they're well, just very kind of, um, gentle giants at that point not that i think they all are please don't misunderstand oh, no. but <laughs> but but, yeah. but i feel like you know if you can give them a wide berth they're not going to bother you but i feel like right. if they're okay with being seen they'll let you see them yeah well what do you say you know I, I pardon i asked melissa what does she think they are yeah what do you think they are um well, um, you know, there's two, two camps on what they are. Um, you know, there's the physical um, flesh and blood creature and then the um, more of a spiritual interdimensional creature. Um, and I will come right out and say, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that I, I don't know, um, and, but I am very open-minded. When I first got started and I heard um, heard people tell accounts where they're like, oh, it's interdimensional, this, that, and the other, I was like, that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard, you know? And then I realized, well, that's not being very open-minded, you know, because, you know, we already know there are multiple dimensions and we know that things come out of them, things that are not necessarily good things, um, you know, come out of them. And so um, who's to say? <laughs> who's to say that this, you know, is not just another part of that whole uh, mystery. So um, I'm just um, I'm just very very open minded. I I what I tend to say to people to, up to this point is um, I'm shifting a little bit because I've I've read more and more and more where it, it seems like it could be just a little bit weirder than I thought it was. Um, but what I said up to this point is if they are if they are flesh and blood creatures. I feel like there's some sort of a descendant of the Gigantopithecus blackie that was thought to have died out, um, but didn't. And so um, that would make sense when you yeah. look at all of the different sightings around the entire world. Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, all, they're called different things in different places, but essentially it's the same kind of creature um, sure. that exhibits the same kind of personality and leaves the same kind of footprint all over you know the world globally right um yep. so you know that's kind of where i think it came from but i do feel very strongly that it has um extra abilities um just kind of like dolphins have been here for a very 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 long time right and they've just scientists have just figured out that they have their own language they um, have these abilities to kind of like help heal people that are sick they you know they have all these different um abilities yeah. um yep. and and they're not really i don't know that they've really been like 
documented as a known thing, but they're just observations that scientists have made, right? So I don't know that people are ready to put all that into a book just yet, not all of it, but um, some of it is making its way. So I feel like these creatures have been around for a very, very, very long time. And, um, and it would make sense that they would also possess some sort of enhanced ability that would allow them to remain elusive and to protect themselves mm -hmm. and um, yeah. to uh, um, maybe manipulate the visual field in some way, not in some weird creepy way, maybe in a way that can be explained by science, but just they, you know, they want to remain elusive and, and they're really, really good at it. Mm -hmm. So um, um, there's got to be a reason for that, right? So yeah. um, right. those are my those are my jumbled thoughts. But the, the, <laughs> the short answer is, I have no idea what they are. <laughs> and um, I, I, I think they could be this and I think they could be that. And I think I'm very open-minded to whatever they may be. Um, and I don't, I don't look at anybody's view of them as suspect anymore. You know, I'm just yeah. like, okay, you know, I just, I, if that's what you think, that's awesome. And if you've had experiences, yeah. I'd love to hear about them because I have no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Barb, did you have any more questions? Oh, um, no, not really. I mean, I, I, I have a lot of questions, but it wouldn't fit in, you know, I <laughs> just, well, no, I, I'm, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, I, I would like to know, uh, you know, if she's ever run across, you know, since she's been in the mountains and doing things, has she ever saw any petroglyphs, any kind of, you know, all that kind of deal, you know, I, I just, you know. I um, haven't seen petroglyphs. Um, right. Uh, I, but I have. Structures I have, and such. I, well, I've, I've seen some things that people would refer to as structures. I don't, I don't really know how I feel about structures because there's so much natural deadfall out there that gets called a structure um, that I, unless I see something that really looks intricately braided and is 20 feet off the ground, right. then I'm like, oh, that's a structure. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if it's on the ground, I have a hard time calling it a structure. Right. Unless there's something really it. odd about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, uh, but I have seen like a couple of X's that looked like they were placed there. They could have been placed by a person. There's no way to know uh, for sure, but I just happened upon them and they were real near a trail. So like I said, it could be, a, a, right. I've seen structures that people were convinced were Bigfoot, um, like lean tos or whatever, but I think it was just like a Boy Scout that built it. You know what I'm saying? That it, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was necessarily a Bigfoot structure. Yeah. Um, I am um, dying to go to Washington and see some of the nests they found. Now that is compelling. Um, oh, that would big, be cool. Big yeah. nests that they found out there. That, and I've seen the pictures and stuff of that and heard the stories. And that that's incredible. If I found something like that here, that would be so, like, okay. <laughs> right. that, that's something so that's, that I, mean, that's, I have to look at. So what we found down in uh, south of Augusta here in a place called, we call it the Happy Place. Happy Harris was a gentleman that was on one of our very first podcasts and had an experience while he was hunting like 30 years ago well he had taken us back to this property and we found these round circular nests made from uh, pine straw you know, as if someone got out there and you know bent over and kind of scoop or, or raked the pine straw into like a 
into like a nest like in, in the middle and then all of a sudden there was an impression you know that and that impression you know was the size of a of a of a person laying down i know, I know johnny laid down in it and it was you know it's like he fit right in that same impression but we we found multiple of those you know at this property and that's where we had that uh had, yeah that that juvenile sighting you know um and you know scott's found tracks out there that uh every time they've gone out they've had uh you know they'll find you know like these well-preserved indian arrowheads just placed in in Different wide spots. open spots to find How them cool is that yeah yeah you know, that's no awesome. it, it, it is you know um and uh so i and i know the the, the nest you're talking about there in washington because i've seen it on on like on tv you know on, on yeah, some yeah, the documentaries because i was like huh you know and i said well yeah um, that that makes sense and they and they look big you know to to hold something and then that's why you know i keep on thinking about the things that we found with the pine straw obviously we don't have the the type of um you know the the vegetation and trees and the you know all the big ferns like they have um in the western yeah, washington yeah. and i i lived in uh i lived in washington state for nine years when i was stationed up there so i'm very familiar with that area you know the the whole rainforest and, and whatnot you know uh um man I've, I've i've elk hunted almost every corner of that state you know uh washington you know it's very fortunate my first roommate you know was born and born and raised there so he taught me a lot about you know obviously you know uh the different areas of washington but yeah you know uh, their terrain is a lot different than but when you come to georgia all of a sudden you start finding these nests because you right that's what animals or beings creatures have available to them here you know pine straw makes complete sense because you know it's a great insulator and you know what if you pile up enough of it right just like we do in our lawns you know uh you know it's a great it makes a nice comfy little cushion to to lay in lay in so yeah absolutely well um look up uh, Bigfoot Tick Adventures the next time you guys go find those things because um, I'd love to join you. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh. Yeah, Joe, real, yeah. I'm sorry. Joe, real quick, yeah. I, I have a question yeah. for you. When y'all uh -oh. are going out to the happy place, uh -huh. do y'all ever take any magnetic readings or anything? I, I'm a big person on magnetic readings and I guess because at one point I did a lot of the ghost hunting and everything as we were talking about last night. And um, I, I've just found that um, not long, long ago, and I think I even met to Angie. I um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I didn't eat that or anything. <laughs> but um, I was Googling and finding, you know, hot spots and everything over the different areas. And um, for uh, magnetic readings and such as that, trying to see if there was any correlation with, you know, where we see a lot of sightings, where a lot of, yeah. um, you know, Bigfoot activity and, and such as that. And yeah. I just wondered about the place that y'all go to, well, <clears throat> if that, it, if y'all ever did any of that. You know, to be honest with you, Barb, no, I have not. I mean, other than, you know what, um, I carry obviously like a GPS, but then, you know, being right. in the Army. 
I also carried a magnetic compass, you know, so I always use that uh -huh. as a backup, you know, but I've right. never actually pulled it out to, to look. Right. Um, you know, yeah, I just... and I haven't seen like Johnny. I mean, you know, so Johnny's kit, you know, he's got a, a lot of video equipment, you know, and things right. like that. So I don't really see him with a, yeah. you know, anything magnetic, you know, and Scott, I'm just um, curious. He I... may, you know, so. Yeah. Um, the, the uniqueness about that area there, it, it's, it's, you know, it's rural, it, it's, um, you know, um, it's around a bunch of farmland and, and, um, the Spring. property owner has, yeah, it's, it's got some, uh, um, running creeks and, and, uh, that go through it and the property owner that it's been in that family since, um, you know, the days of the you know, British colony. So that's how, right. that's how they, they got the land it was through the king's grant right uh, that's how that family got got that land so it's it's been with them for so long and and they've not developed it or anything you know so it, um you know other than you know the property owner who likes to come out and deer hunt like in the fall but he doesn't venture from the truck you know he just drives up parks getting his yeah. little deer stand and does, you know sits there and then you know what when he's done he walks right back to his truck and probably no more than 40 yards, you know, and then drives out of there. And, and he's not there every day, every weekend. It's just, you know, whenever he's got time and he's a little bit older gentleman. So, so it stays pretty much untouched, you know? And then I noticed there's a lot of, there's a lot of animals, a lot of deer, a lot of hogs there, you know? Um, so when you, when you can walk up on hogs in the day, daytime, you know, you got a great pot, you got a huge population because uh, you know, when hogs feel pressured, you know they're smart they move out right mm -hmm. and and uh um these these hogs there literally you could we i mean we can be sitting at our trucks and they come wandering out you know um and um you know so that that tells me the population is uh pretty you know uh pretty high there um but uh, yeah not, not nothing on the magnetic readings and stuff like that i mean heck you know, we still kick ourselves not being great videographers. That's the, that's the, that's, that's the tough part, right? You right. know, so, um, yeah. No, thank, thank you so much, Melissa. Man, you, I mean, this, I mean, fascinating story about, you know, how yeah. you, your beginning and, and interest in all this and t this topic, you know, and then uh, still continuing on today, you know, with you and your husband and the, the weird, uh, infrasound ebgbs thing that you got because yeah. definitely it's not something i'd 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 want to experience you know so all right well the next time we're all around the campfire i'll tell you all the my other one all other experiences because all right they're pretty wild <laughs> oh, Lord. yeah i want to hear more so and angie aren't you putting together like an outing a camping camp outing or something did i see up in pine Oh, that's just for the little group, like oh, a family okay. fun thing. Yeah. For okay. people to come bring their kids and stuff for just Bigfoot. <laughs> Good job, Angie. Just invite people to bring bait out with them. Okay. <laughs> no, it's in the park and everything. It's just for our group. Um, anybody, you know, that wants to come. Just, oh, okay. You know, a fun weekend of fellowship and getting to know other Bigfooters and yeah movie and winnie roast and scavenger hunt and all that sort of stuff so no no melissa did you attend the molina uh festival yes sir i was there i wanted oh, to wow. hear jessica and um, um jt hudson um you were wow. talking earlier about um the ghost hunting part of it Ooh. and um i really wanted to hear jt's 
uh, presentation because I had missed it one of the last times. Um, we both were we both spoke at uh, the Alabama uh, conference last year, and um, I mi I missed um, most of his talk, and I I really wanted to hear it because he um, he has so much insight, and he really was talking about how Bigfoot, aliens, the paranormal are all like different facets of the same diamond, which I thought was like profound of like that is so awesome and um and so he was sharing these experiences that he'd had with the ghost box and all this kind of stuff that i know a little bit about but not a lot about because i'm not a big ghost hunter person my husband got into it for a while but it creeps me out too much so i'm just like Ugh. yeah so yeah. Um, so um but yeah he um was sharing some of his information and it was just fascinating and he um, used it you know while they were on these bigfoot um outings and um it was really, um, really interesting, really, really interesting. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought about putting the two together to using the same instruments that they use to measure and for paranormal activity for Bigfoot activity or, um, alien activity or UFO activity or whatever it is, you know, I would, I never would have considered, you know, using the same instruments to measure. And it, you know, he had some really interesting findings. I just, I just thought it was fascinating. Of course, I just come off watching this huge documentary about Ken Walker Ranch. You know, and I was oh. like, <laughs> I was like way into that, and I was like, that's so cool. So, um, so anyway, but yeah, he was, he was, he has an. Ex if you've never seen his, um, his presentation, if he gives it again, make sure you watch it because it is, it is fantastic. Yeah, I, man, I, I really try to, um keep the door shut on a lot of those uh those topics so my nine to five job is angie and barbano you know so i work uh in the outdoor industry right with the uh, um hunting shows and whatnot you know so i'm very been very blessed for you know last many years to be able to go hunt um all over the country stay in some phenomenal places and then some very rugged places uh you know uh solo hunts uh, it, um in in idaho uh in places where, where the bombing incident where uh, mm -hmm. uh, guys were killed like yeah yeah you know, man i've hunted just in that same mountain range uh, even though i didn't know anything about that story you know <laughs> um you know i've hunted Probably bears a good thing. <laughs> yeah bears and elk you know then then i you know we, we you know i've stayed in places where the homeowners like oh yeah this cabin's haunted and blah 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 and 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 you know what uh i know weird things have happened because we've had uh other big burly hunting classic you know type a personalities pa pack up and leave uh pack up their trucks and leave because something spooked them in the middle of the night and you know uh um wow. you know but i had I I, I I i try to say okay you know we're, we're making tv so i can't believe in all that stuff because <laughs> you know yeah, we owe an episode to the network, right? right. So it's, 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 you know, you got to get that stuff done. And, and who cares what's happening at night if, you know, there's like a full-on brawl in the room next to us as things are getting thrown around. And because we've had that happen in, in homes, you know, like literally it sounded like like adults were fighting and, and throwing each other against furniture. They probably and then, were. Well, but no, but then you open the door and there's no one in there. And you're like, I mean, they were, okay. but they were doing it in a different dimension or something. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, and so, you and so we're just like, 
we'll just shut the door and pretend we didn't hear this, yeah. you know, and then, uh, yeah, you know, but, um, uh, does this stuff happen? Yeah. You know, but you know, then, you know, then I have to close my mind to it because, you know, you, you're working on, you're working on a time restraint and a deadline type thing, mm -hmm. you know, and say, say, I know hunting show hosts who have seen weird apparitions or you, you mentioned skinwalkers, you know, someone flat out said, we got one on, we got one on, on video, you know, and blah, 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 you know, and, uh, mm. <laughs> you know, and, you know, so it just kind of really raises, you know, your eyebrow to things or, or at least opens your eyes that, okay, you know, other people are see, experiencing these things, you know, so are they out there? Must be, but you know what? Uh, I think a lot of people kind of close, kind of put the blinders on, you know, because, you know, they don't want to know. Right? La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't want to know because that's, you know, it, it's, it, it just, Too you know, scary just, to think about their, yeah, it would just make will, their lives. Yeah, that's it's true. A, they can't in their like paradigm. That. Right. So they're like, I don't, yeah. they, they yeah. don't want to leave that comfy, comfy comfort zone. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, exactly. Exactly. But no, thank you for being on with us, you know, and, and, uh, sure, you know, um you know angie's idea of doing like the, the women in the field you know you're our you know our second guest but i tell you what man uh these these shows the back to back has been phenomenal you know and i was just texting my my best friend you know and um you know and and it's a she you know it's, she's a she you know and uh i was like man this is actually going really great you know <laughs> and uh you know because I mean, I'm learning a lot of things and, and it's kind of, and it's kind of neat, you know, because, uh, I think that's good to, you know, be able to have your, your you know, your lady's perspective on these things, you know, because well, women are a little more detail oriented too. I, right. I, I get, I get that, you know, I, I, I do. And, and, and Melissa, you said something the same thing as the other two ladies last night about you guys aren't scared. You know, uh, you, 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 you conduct, you carry yourselves with no fear, you know, when, when you're out in the, out in the field. So I was like, okay, you know, what? uh, um, that, that, that must be something, you know, uh, and I'm scared to death, but I don't know when I go out, something comes over me and I'm not as afraid as I thought I would be. I don't know. It's weird. I think it's the fear of getting there. And once you're there, then the excitement and, and everything takes over and that then it's fear. so fun it is literally addictive yeah yeah right it's the best i mean it, at the very at the very worst it's um a super fun camping trip right so right at the worst <laughs> so, it is a great weekend spin in the woods listening right. to you know streams and hiking around looking at you know nature <laughs> you know at the worst you there's camping. no gators yeah, yeah. I I have not run into gators. Um, Angie loves them. I wait, say, wait till <laughs> we take you with us, Melissa. Okay, we're gonna I'm do. A, we're gonna plan an all girls I trip. I, you okay. know, something like that, a Angie. I mean, actually, I encourage that if you guys find like one of those um, state park cabins where y'all can do a round what table. Are you no cabin, Jones. No, we no, no, no. We're and, going. And, so we're look, going to kayak or canoe kayak or canoe into uh -huh. the okefenokee on some of the platforms oh, Lord, out God in the okefenokee that you can spend the night out in nature with your tent on a platform 
with the alligators right there. At the, the there you go, Angie. No. Yep, Angela's got to do it. Hey, <laughs> you got to do it, Angie. They don't take a big bite. It's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I got I got extra legs you can try on, Angie. So I did want us to take a trip though, um, just out on the you know, to a really good area and spend a weekend and do some real research. All female go. trip. No, I think that I think that would Probably be great. Probably try in some. Yeah, yeah. And, and and knowing, you know, I mean, heck, you might actually get some really, really yeah. telling evidence, you know, with the all the experts that you've you've kind of uh, mm -hmm. made friends with and you know, so that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank Alrighty. you. I would greatly appreciate it. My thank pleasure. you. Thanks for having me. It was very nice time. meeting you, Melissa. Nice to meet you as well. Hope to see you in the woods or the thank you. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you. All right. Good you guys take care. Bye bye. Bye. -bye. I